and they're super aggressive and like they will like destroy cars when they're in the rut and blah 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 and i was like wait this is kind of hot <laughs> so i was like i wonder <laughs> if there's moose romance Welcome back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm M. Hello, I'm S. Hi, I'm Seth. This week we have one of my favorite kind of episode on the podcast, which is our catch up and chill episodes. It is the perfect way to enable my addiction to adding books to my TBR. True. So I love that for me. Essentially, the format of these episodes is that uh, we all have a list of books TV shows, movies, whatever it is that we're really loving at the moment or that we loved and that we wanted to share. And so here we go. Prepare your TBR. <laughs> and also your watch list as well. Oh, yeah. Except if, if you're me and then you say you're going to watch something and then you don't. <laughs> In which case, it's not an issue. Okay, who wants to start? Wait, did I forget something? I feel like I forgot something. Oh, well, I mean, also, before we start, um, I always like to remind people in the beginning that if you use Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review on there. It is very helpful for us to see what people like, and it's also helpful to get our podcast out there. The more reviews and ratings that there is, the more attention it gets on Apple Podcast. Um, there are also apps like Podbean and SoundCloud where you can leave comments as you're listening. So whatever app you use to listen to the podcast, if there's a way to reach out, please do it. Now, let's jump into the episode. Who wants to start? I feel like S has done it a lot lately. Yes. So we're going to thank you. give her a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's either you or me, so. I'll go first. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So the first book I'll be mentioning today um, is actually one I was really excited about. Actually, both books on my list are things that I've been excited about for like the whole year or like years before. Anyway, so the first book I'm mentioning is called Broken by the Horde King by Zoe Draven. So this is book four in her Horde King series. Um, so it's alien, but I think it's more like barbarian think Khal Drogo Daenerys from Game of Thrones mm -hmm. that's who they resemble and like that's what the world resembles um but they are alien on another planet um and humans have just um they migrated here um because earth had been destroyed so now they this is like second generation or third or fourth generation um humans that have been living on this planet so yeah in this story it's more of like a like a friends to lovers type of situation but like that's not a trope I really particularly enjoy. Um, but this one had a bit of a kick to it in the sense where, um, so Maeve and Kieran are children and like they obviously end up forming a bond because she was the only human that was being raised in that horde. She was an orphan child that they found on the side of the road or whatever. And um, she ends up living with them, but ends up getting bullied because of her differences and because of where she originated from. Um, and he is known as like the prince of the horde who would eventually lead his own horde um, because of who his father was and also because of like the way he acted and everything like that. So he just ended up, it was just a known fact he would become a leader of the horde. And then um, as time passes, uh, Maeve falls in love with her friend. He more or less doesn't really notice her or like her affection that she has for him. It's more like they're like inseparable and they have this bond that like no one else can ever like go in between or mm. I mean like just no one else has that importance in his life even his own parents um but he goes to the city when he reaches his teens and every year he comes back a bit different more withdrawn um and more like colder and darker but that's due to like the training he undergoes Angsty. yeah like the training he undergoes as like training to be the new leader and yeah he comes back once I think he's in his 20s at this point and he's like a full-on leader now he's able to take people 
and create his own horde. And he wants the girl Maeve to come with him as the leader, not leader, as the healer <laughs> for his people. Um, and she kind of takes it as a green light. And she's like, wait, does that mean that he likes me since I'm the only one he's asked to come with him? Um, so that kind of prompts her to uh, try and offer her cup at a party, which means that she's offering her hand in marriage. Ooh. And he doesn't accept <gasps> the cup in front of the whole horde. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Pause, 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 pause. I have a question real yeah. real quick. Because I read yeah. the second book in this series, which, by the way, Seth talked about the series. I think it was in our Best of 2020 episode, right? You talked about books two and three? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to check that out, go and do so. Uh, but my question is, because I was under the impression that humans were seen as lesser than in this world. And so how yeah. does it work that then he wanted to make her his queen, essentially? Like, how does that work? It wasn't like um, his queen. She was just supposed to be his healer, like the the healer of the horde oh. um, originally, okay. right? Um, so the reason why she gets bullied and is constantly looked down upon or not even looked at is because she's human. She's the only human living in the horde. Um, and yeah, so he doesn't accept her cup and obviously she's heartbroken and then like she finally tells him she's in love with him and he's like, I don't love you that way. Like I've never loved (gasps) you that way. She's heartbroken and she vows to herself. Why do I love this angst so much? (laughs) Right? It's like, it's friends to lovers, but like, no, there's like the thing in between is what like really gets me. Mm -hmm. And then she vows to kill whatever feeling she has for him. And like she does jump to nine years later and my man wants a healer and he appears. Yeah. And my girl has no shine whatsoever in her eyes anymore. She doesn't smile. And, like, our guy just, like, tries to bring it back. He sees how he's destroyed her inside. And he also hates himself for what he did. Because, like, obviously years later, he's not even years later, maybe, like, a few days later, he's like, damn, I actually might love her. Um, And she might be my mate. (laughs) I love the rejected mate trope. And I feel like it's not... There aren't that many books with that trope, and, like, oftentimes I feel like it's not very well done, so I'm actually really excited for this one. Like, I'm definitely going to keep going with the series, because I stopped after book two, not because I didn't like it, just because, I don't know, I guess book three wasn't out at the time? Is that possible? No, it wasn't. Book three, like, came out this year, I think. Rejected Mate, man. Such a good trope. So So good. And also, if you are a lover of angst like I am, this whole series, but this book in general, just had, like, angst by the bucket loads, by, like, the the barrel. Like, angst abound. All right. Who's next? Me or you? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. All right. So, first book on my list is called Stolen Mage Bride by Sylvia Mercedes, which I don't know if you've... Uh, listened to our last Catch Up and Chill, but I also mentioned a book by Sylvia Mercedes, which was The Moonfire Bride. But this one, ladies and gents, if you want to try out one of her books, if you love fantasy romance, I say you should try Stolen Mage Bride because so it is the story of, well, it's part of the um, Stolen Brides of the Fae series, which is essentially a series that eight, I think, authors are collaborating on. So like each author writes a different book with different characters set in different worlds. So it's not like there's no tie between any of the books besides just the, the common theme of like Stolen Brides. This book, you have Lorder Hall, which I'm probably mispronouncing his name because it's literally written in a way that I can't comprehend because it's literally not human <laughs> words. Lorder Hall, I'll just call him that, and uh, Desira. And Lorder Hall is obviously a fae king of a realm, and his people have been at war with humans for like over a century I, I believe and and slowly by slowly their magic is being depleted by this war mm-hmm. and so they are on the battlefield and he's like all right like I just have to like this is my last chance here to keep our siege over these humans this human human town or country or whatever so he's like all right I'll challenge their warrior their best warrior and like it will be like a one-on-one thing from there the winner takes the land. The warrior in question is Dezira, but it's not actually Dezira because Dezira is actually a vessel for a long dead warrior. 
Um, so it's oh. a warrior, a human warrior that for centuries and centuries has fought in battles for humans, but uh, it's actually a spirit and it like enters a body, like it chooses a host and the host is kind of like Pokemon in a way. Like she, the, the, the vet, like not the vessel, sorry, the warrior is inside like a medallion or whatever. And then it just like pops out okay. and like fights. <laughs> And then, like, the, the human is, like, sort of controlling it, but not really. Um, anyways, uh, and Desira is the, the newest host. And Desira is, like, really not into violence in any way, shape, or form. Like, she's a very sweet, kind Aww. soul. But she's stuck uh, being the vessel for this warrior. Which is a very sad existence when you think about it. Like, no one should ever be a yeah. vessel for a dead thing. But whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he's, like... He, so he advances on the battlefield and he's about to, you know, challenge this warrior who he knows, like he's fought against this warrior before, but in different b- vessels. Yeah. And then he meets the eyes of Tazira and he's literally thrown off, off his horse onto his butt on the ground because he's like, fuck, she's my fated love. Aww. Okay, reading this ASAP. <laughs> they still have to fight because it's like, we can't just like stop right now and Desira has no idea because she's human so she doesn't feel the fated mate bond as much yeah so anyway he fights the warrior anyway loses and so he's forced to leave and all the fae are forced to leave the human land long story short he kidnaps her and then they're stuck (gasps) and the story is that they're stuck together on a journey of seven days seven nights and seven perils in order to journey to a place where they can break their bond and that's the story there you go is it a novella or is it a full length it's a no well okay this is like one of the things that i loved most about this book is like it's actually pretty short it's like 170 pages but i think it takes a lot of talent to write a satisfying novella where you feel like you truly had the entire story you don't feel like you're missing out on anything um there's actually no smut in this book because the author's uh, who are writing in the series all came together and decided that there was going to be no smut in the series. But some of the authors, uh, if in case you're interested in some of the other books, some of the authors have uh, smut scenes on their website that you can Ooh. access. So like, oh, yeah. So they still wrote them, those that wanted to write them, but they're, they're not in the book itself. But even then, like, I wasn't feeling like I was missing out on anything. So I was like, this is a really yeah. well written novella length story. Mm-hmm that has everything you want from a romance it's sweet it has this like fey warrior king man that's like super asshole ish and like alpha ish in the beginning and like slowly he realizes he's got this really soft side to him and there's this sylvia mercedes one of the things that i love so at least in the two books that i've read i love how she has these like sidekicks in her books but it's like the strangest things in this in this book it's like a flower like a living sentient Mm -hmm. flower that you just grow to care for so much because the flower is dying because its mate is dead and they only live in pairs and then you're like agonizing over the fact that this poor little flower has lost its mate and it's gonna die (laughs) wait even flowers get mates in this world and you're like how you're like how does one make me care so much about a fucking flower a fictional one you know like i don't even care about real fucking flowers so anyway it was great i really loved it no green thumb found over here no no absolutely not i'm sorry s take it from here okay so i apologize in advance because i have kind of like a pattern like a certain theme with my rex okay so i apologize but then i don't apologize because they're really good books <laughs> so the first the first book is called uh run posy run by kate c wells oh yes mm. i feel like it's one of my top reads this year so it's basically a mafia romance with a sociopathic hero mm. and then kind of like a sunshiny uh, heroine. Okay, so it starts off with the couple, Dario and Posey, like they're already together. And basically they're they're part of the mafia. They grew up in that lifestyle. So they kind of know what it entails and what is expected of them. Okay, so they're already together for maybe about a year. And it's kind of for and it's kind of forbidden because her family was kind of shunned from like the mafia. Oh. So it's kind of like she's not really supposed to be around that anymore. 
Mm. And she, I think she's kind of like her only like living relative. Like she's the only one that's living. She was meant to be someone that he kind of like slept with a couple times. He found her intriguing and to just kind of get her out, get her out of his system. But he ends up finding out that she loves playing chess and she's like really good at it. And he loves like strategic games. So he decides to keep her and, you know, he kind of, I guess, like, falls in love with her in his own way. Like a psychopath would. <laughs> Did he kidnap her? There is kidnapping, but that plays, like, later on. But he ends up keeping her and, like, and they kind of, like, I guess, fall in love. So they have a routine going and it starts off where she ends up being called into his office. And he, there, I won't say too much of it, but there's a huge, like, misunderstanding where he ends up kicking her out. He kicks her out of the house and he's like, pack your shit, leave. And she she has nowhere to live. She has nowhere to go. She He canceled all her credit cards. So she's kind of oh, like, like, fuck, like, what no. do I do? Like, I need to disappear. So he was kind of like her sugar daddy? I guess you can say in a way. Ooh. But like a hot young one? Yeah. <laughs> that was a sociopath? Yeah. So, huh. so he ends up kicking her out. So she's trying to figure out what the hell to do, who who she can go to because she knows that, like, She's not wanted in, like, that mafia setting. Like, mm-hmm. no one likes her. Yeah. Dario, the hero, finds out that people are looking for he her. He was an asshole? He was an asshole, yeah. But he finds out that people are looking for her. They already found out that they broke up, and they want to kill her. So he gets he gets really possessive. He's like, no, like, if she's going to die, she's going to die. By my hand. By my <laughs> hand, and no one else's. So, so he sends the driver out to go look for her. He's like, bring her back here, um... If she's going to suffer, it's going to be because of me and no one else. So it just kind of goes where he looks for her. This is where, like, the kidnapping kind of comes into play. Damn, okay, this book, like, it already had me before because you talked about it on your Instagram. But now it has me more. Like, I want this to be my next read. Yeah, so, okay, so I won't say too, too much. But basically, it's kind of like, um, so there's mafia. There's, like, a bit of, like, he's mistreating her. But then um, he's sweet to her in his own way. And then it... It's kind of like fixing their relationship, so they kind of have to relearn what each other, what they each like. For me, like mafia books, I feel like the hero never really does a good grovel, despite them always being wrong. Mm. Um, do we get that or anything like that in this book, or not at all? I I want to yes, I want to say yes, but like in his own way, like he tries, like he really tries for her, even though he doesn't really understand emotions and like. Oh. There's a lot where he's just like, I don't understand, but like I'll try for you and. But you have to kind of try for me too, and kind of understand, like I guess my viewpoint. And like he's okay, okay. he's kind of, he's mean in a way, and you're just like fuck, like that was harsh what you just told her. But it's kind of like he kind of needed to say that, so because she, she has like a lot of trauma that that went on when you know when she was like kicked out and with her parents and all that. Well, I'm down. Yeah, it's really good, and I really hope you like it when you read it. All right, so sticking with the the dark theme, dark romance theme. Um, my next book that I'll be mentioning is called um, Jagadiel. Jagawit. Jagaludu. We have we have a running joke that like this is an unpronounceable name. We just don't know how to pronounce it. It's just a bunch of letters, yeah. which I'm sure someone somewhere knows exactly how to pronounce it, and it's a very you know normal name. It's just my brain cannot comprehend how to pronounce that name yeah um so i'm in that boat as well i don't know how to pronounce it so i'm just gonna say jugadiel probably wrong sounds great um but thanks (laughs) so this book is by tilly cole and it's book two in her deadly virtue series Mm -hmm. um so like we said previously it's dark romance and it's hella dark like to the point where um yeah it's just disturbing and you are left like feeling so disturbed by the end of it um so trigger warning it deals with like rape and abuse when they were children and the church um, which and some people are you know really yeah. iffy about church being yeah. portrayed negatively so if that's you this yeah is not but your it's book. it's more so like it's very apparent like in this case and as well as like in her hades hangman series that it's just like um pedophiles or like a group of disgusting individuals yeah. that use the church as like a like a cover Mm-hmm. They use the church and, like, the the message from the church and, like, from Catholicism to kind of brainwash other people into doing what they want or for them to rationalize why 
rape is happening to them or like why they're being beat up or abused or things like that. Um, so this book focuses on DL, which is um, one of the brothers that is forced to wear an electric collar that zaps him with electricity whenever his heart rate gets too high um, because he's really not known to be able to control his killing urges. So each of the brothers in the this fallen, um, it was about seven of them that survived and ran away. Um, so they each have the urge to kill and, you know, <laughs> they need to fulfill that urge, um, but he cannot control it at all. So that's why he wears the uh, the collar. Anyways, he meets the heroine, Noah, you know, after being given the okay to kill five priests. Um, so he's there killing, going about his, his business. Um, she's there and she's there with her sisterhood, um, the coven, and they were also children who experienced a lot of trauma and abuse and like the same horrors that the guys faced, but just from a different priest, but in the same cult. They ran away when they were children as well. And yeah, so he feels the urge to kill her, but he kind of can't because she gets under his skin. And she also feels the urges to kill, but she kind of like pushed that away for their own mission because the coven is trying to save the children that these priests have, um, that they're trying to cleanse or like remove the demon from them or whatever like they're disgusting and they have like young children that they're raping anyways so she sees a kindred spirit in DL and she tries to um, help him um, because she sees him suffocating himself like half of himself with the collar um, and she uh, goes ahead and removes the one thing that is stopping him from killing her yeah so uh, yeah if you want a really good dark romance that has amazing payoff um, in the sense of, like, the characters finding some sort of, like, happiness. This series and, like, this book in general really did it for me. I'm excited now to start it. So hopefully I can start it soon. Yeah, it was so good. Highly recommend it. The whole series, actually, in general. And I really liked the setup of the other couples. Because she set up at least three, I think. And, like, I love the dynamic between all of them that I've seen so far. So, Yeah. I'm excited. I love stories that, because you said like some sort of happiness, which I don't know what that means because I haven't read the book, but I love stories that Mm -hmm. sort of confront your idea of a happy ending and like give the characters the ending that they would want and like what's happy to them, which is not necessarily something that you would find happy, but like as long as they are happy, it's a romance. Like they achieved their happy ending, but I love when it's like a happy ending that makes you stop and like be like oh this is not my ending but you know happy for them type of thing yeah yeah and I don't necessarily think any of these characters meaning like the women or the men will ever fully be healed or like will ever fully surpass their traumas Mm -hmm. like that's I don't think that's ever gonna happen and like I'm not someone that believes like um, having children is a version of happy ending because yeah for sure you know p- couples can have children like that's could that could be in the cards for them but it's not a necessary thing for for it to be considered a happy ending and I don't know if these characters will ever want to have children or if that's something that they are ever capable of doing mm-hmm. because of like the traumas that they experience as children I don't know but if that's something that you're looking for I wouldn't really necessarily go to the series because I don't think that's even on the table for them yeah it's sort of like our um, Kitara and Lord Death episode where we talked about the fact that at the end, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, she dies, but it's a happy ending yeah. because she's joining him in the death. Yeah. Room. So like, it's happy from her perspective. I just love that notion because it's like, really does make you stop and think like, well, my version of happiness is not someone else's necessarily. Exactly. And dark romance is a genre that really tests your own moral compass as well as like your own boundaries. Oh, for sure. Um, so... Yeah, that's why I agree with your statement there. All right. Y'all, you're never going to believe this. A movie's on there? I read, no, I read oh. <laughs> a contemporary romance. What? I know. It's called Endangered Species by Onley James. And it is a MM um, romance set in a prison. So the story starts with um, you have Cyrus and Webster and they grew up together in a house that was really troubled. Webster's mom married Cyrus's dad and Webster's mom was like really abusive, physically abusive towards both of them. You know, there was neglect. There was all kind of, kinds of stuff. And uh, Webster was like six at the time. I think Cyrus was 17. Eventually the mom kills 
the dad, kills Cyrus's dad. And Cyrus gets framed for the murder and he's sent to prison. Oh, no. So then fast forward 20 years later, he's a year out from serving his full sentence. And Webster is now a grown adult, 20-something years old. Um, and he he's now working as a computer tech or whatever. I'm not sure. Programmer or something. Um, and he reopens... Uh, uh, cyrus's case because he's like i need to prove that there's a pattern because he's like there is corruption within the um justice system he's sure that a lot of people are getting framed just so that it keeps prisons alive right right like just so that more and more bodies are sent to prison because it they make them work for little to no money because it's basically slavery (laughs) Um, and yeah, they profit off of that, obviously. So he's trying to prove that there's a pattern and they realize that and they frame him for terrorism or attempt at (gasps) terrorism, uh, because he was supposedly trying to hack into the FBI, which is not true, obviously. Mm. So he gets sent to prison before even being trialed and he gets sent to the same prison as Cyrus. And in fact, he becomes Cyrus's, uh, like, uh, bedmate, not bedmate. Cause that sounds like they're sharing a bed, which I mean, I guess they are, but <laughs> so, roommate, roommate, I guess, yeah, prison. roommate would be the better term. Um, and like both of them are like, this is not a coincidence. Like they want something here. And like, and what we learn is that Cyrus, um, is told by some of the guards there, like, they want him to be violent towards Webster. Like, they put Webster in his uh, in his cell with him because he was like, oh, you're not gonna, you know, want to take revenge against the guy, the, the boy that put you in prison to begin with because Webster, when he was six, he was forced to um, say that um, Cyrus had done it, which Cyrus knew that that mm. wasn't the case. So anyway, both of them are like, all right, this is like not a coincidence. Something's happening here. People are getting framed for, you know, no reason. Um, so we have to uncover this. Um, so essentially that's the story, but obviously there is a romance between it all because they have to share a bed and they have this, like the, the trope, which I fucking love, which is the, we have to fuck or else like we have to fuck for your protection <laughs> true <gasps> because obviously you're in prison and webster's like yeah. the brand new boy you know the fresh <laughs> yeah. boy out of you know the city so uh cyrus is like well i have to like you know stake a claim make it known that you're mine you know <laughs> well he doesn't necessarily have to fuck him he could just be well, like at first cyrus is like i can pretend but then like it just it just happens and they're like well i guess we're not pretending and there's a little bit of rough play involved because okay yeah. anyways it's it was hot i really enjoyed it there's a lot of sex with this book okay now i also want to read this like yeah. this is my next read too like Same. why can't i have all the time in the world <laughs> it was really good and like i love how it did did open a conversation about like corruption within the, the justice system which is a fact mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so yeah and and um also cyrus is half black so there was like that added layer to it of like racism being yeah. involved in all this and i really really enjoyed it was it um a standalone or it is it's a standalone part of a series of standalones okay uh, so, like, there, you meet two other guys in the prison that get books as well, though theirs, I don't think, is actually set in prison, which I was a little disappointed about because I just love that setting. Girl, I don't know why. I find it fascinating. <laughs> I've never re- read a prison book before. No? I love prison books. I don't know why. I think it's because, like, it's there's the mysticism of it. Like, I've never set foot in a fucking prison, and I hope I never will. No. But it sounds hot. I mean, I've watched, <laughs> I've watched prison shows before. Prison Break? Hello, yeah. yes, amazing show. Yes. We were all in love with um, that Also, guy. Sons of Anarchy had some mm. prison, uh, had, I think, a season in prison. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wentworth is also the women's prison. I haven't actually read a prison book, though. That's maybe something I need to check off my list. I think for me, like, what's so fun about it is that it's a weird world where people are forced to go back to really primal ways. Like, the whole, like, Cyrus needs to stake a claim 
or else like yeah. like he has to be the alpha you know because or else the other guys are just gonna think it's free for all and you know jump the new guy so yeah. i just love that i mean come on guys we have to fuck or else like you might die best trope never you never <laughs> see that but when it happens you're you have to admit you're excited you're like damn i wish yeah i kind of wish that there was like a list of books right? that i could read I'll with create that, it. that trope <laughs> and like obviously i want it to be consensual so yeah i would be i would be down to read this so anyway loved love the book We'll definitely be reading more What's by this. What's the name of it again? This, it's called Endangered Species. Yeah, I'll definitely be reading more by this author. LFOS has her pen out and she's like, scratch, scratch, scratch. Let me write it down. I love that so far we've had, what, five books and every single book it's been like, adding that. I'm adding to the list. <laughs> yeah. But why, why the name though? Endangered Species. I, see, that's my one thing. I'm like, I was halfway through the book and I was like, I don't understand this title. And then I finished the book and I was like, I still don't understand no. this title. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what yeah. she's going for with that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a like an alien type of right. Yeah, it does. Prison. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Or like maybe it's like the whole you know you're in prison and because you're in prison you're like an endangered species because like you could die the next day and mm. like there's only one of you because I don't think you yeah, can procreate obviously. Um, Could be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying. No, I think you're right. That's probably it. Okay, so my next book is called Amusement by Albany Walker. It's a stalker romance. S has all the dark romance <laughs> recommendations today. She wasn't lying when she said there was a theme. Yes. <laughs> but I will say that it's not as dark, and it's actually really sweet and endearing. A sweet stalker. Love to see it. And that's, and that's in the description, too, in the, the blur, but darkly sweet stalker romance. Well, so, okay. Yeah, so it was it was really good. I loved it. Um, it's about this uh, the heroine where she works at a strip club in order to make money to kind of keep her ranch that she lives with with her mom to keep the ranch alive. Mom. Her mom was in a car accident and she can't really do much, so she kind of takes on that responsibility. So she works at the local strip club. The hero is the one that owns the strip club okay so when she went to go ask for a job she got the job and when he saw her he kind of like became obsessed with her so he stalks her he stalks her for like two years wait two years two years yeah i think when she starts working there i think she's like 16 she's underage oh so the author had to wait until she was of age until she was of age until like yeah um but he protects her though like she's at the strip club she makes sure he makes sure that no one touches her she does she doesn't have to take off her clothes she just dances she doesn't need to do like private dances like in the private rooms he just watches over her he stalks her and watches over her and just um becomes obsessed the heroine she ends up she puts up flyers for writing lessons to make a little bit of extra money Every time she puts up the flyers, he goes into, like, the place where she has And he it. removes them. <laughs> he removes it. <laughs> yeah. So he takes it upon himself to kind of, to join the, to take lessons with her. And then, like, there's this, like, instant connection. Um, they kind of, I don't want to say they fall in love real quick, but, you know, there's a connection. She there's just up, something there from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. Um, and then he, he's so obsessed that he ends up putting cameras in her room. And, like, he sneaks in there. Like, it's oh. creepy. Like, it's certain parts where, like, this fucker is creepy. But it's cute because he watches over her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just... I wish listeners could see our faces right now. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Continue. it's just, it's cute. Um, she kind of doesn't, I, I won't say too much, but it's cute. It's a little funny. You get his point of view. He's a little psychotic. Which we love here, apparently, on Romancing the Monsters. <laughs> yeah. And it, it wasn't dark at all. Like, it was, like, a quick, fun read. I will also add that. I just feel like no bias here. We have some good books on our list. We really do. Which is awesome. Yeah. And it's so varied. Again, yeah. yeah. You have a little bit of everything. And then this author also has a reverse harem monster type of series. So I want to check it out. <laughs> I want to check it out. <laughs> This one will be reverse harem monster dick, but sweet. But sweet. <laughs> I just love nothing has not been done in romance. And it's like sweet stalk stalkers. Yes, it exists. Of course it exists. I just I love that. Prison romance. Yeah, it exists, it exists too. Yeah. What was I looking for the other day? Oh, my God. I 
Okay, short story. I'll make it really quick. I saw a video of a moose. I saw a video of, of a moose and I was like, oh my God, moose, moose are so fucking big. Is it the one where it's like riding the in the car. middle? Of the- yeah, next yes. to the car and it's huge. And I never realized I'm a Canadian. I've never seen a fucking moose. I know shocking no i've never seen one in person either i didn't know they were this big and then in the comments people were like oh and they're super aggressive and like they will like destroy cars when they're in the rut and blah blah blah. and i was like wait this is kind (laughs) of hot so i was like i wonder if there's moose romance out there (laughs) you know what i I wouldn't doubt it yeah like moose shifters it exists everyone it exists just a, it's a quick google search um showed me that um yep there's what did you search up moose romance yeah i was just like moose shifters romance and then like eight popped up and i was like well clearly this is a thing did you write them down though i did not i did not the covers were not promising so i was like maybe maybe not these but you know i feel like someone like a Nalini Singh or yeah like I feel like one of the PNRs like the the, the big names in PNRs should write a moose romance because they're hot or hey you know what you should write it they always say I don't think write what you want to read <laughs> I don't think I'm the person for this I would rather read it <laughs> <laughs> so anyone if you're if you're one of our listeners and you write <clears throat> books please consider a moose romance. <laughs> Anyways, so that was my story. Nothing does not already exist. Yes. Moral of the story. Yes, there is something out there for every little Literally kink anything. or fetish yep. or predilection you have. It's out there. Chuck Tingles is out there. So if Chuck Tingles <laughs> is out there, love you Chuck. should know that everything exists. True. I'm literally going to like the exact opposite <laughs> of whatever we were just discussing. <laughs> what? Not a moose romance? How disappointing. No, sadly. I was trying to segue sadly, into no your mooses. next book. <laughs> no moose. Meese? Moose. What's the plural of moose? Moose. Okay, well, no moose in this next recommendation. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while. So, time Oh, no, for... turkey shows. Here, here it comes. <laughs> Let her live her life, Mark. How do I know you so well? I knew a Turkish show was Yes, great. it's a Turkish show recommendation. So this one is called Kardashlarem, which is kind of, um, it's kind of the Turkish adaptation of Party of Five. I don't know if you guys were familiar with that show back in the day. It was, it was with Nev Campbell. She was also in there. It was just like a story of like a group of kids that lost their parents yeah, and like sounds familiar. them trying to live a life, but also try to overcome the grief of losing their parents. That's the story, basically. Um, Kardashian Slurm translates to my siblings. Um, so in this, instead of it being five kids, there are four kids in this. So their parents die and they're forced to fend for themselves. And they're all like really close siblings. And they were raised like amazingly by their parents. But like they kind of have like no one to take them in and like no one to provide them with like the needs like to meet their needs um they're all young kids one the eldest brother's 19 and like obviously he's forced to become like a father figure to his three younger siblings and this being a turkish show they have to make it more dramatic so there's a villain who is kind of like the one at fault for the parents deaths Mm. he kind of left the mom who's his maid in the car after a car car accident um because she caught him with another woman that wasn't his wife so he kind of just like left her there and then also he pushed the dad it sounds so dramatic um pushed the dad off a roof and he died um casually (laughs) because he was fighting he was fighting um the villain because of the lack of insurance for the workers on the construction site because he was also a worker on the construction site and like the, the bad guy obviously is, like, a miser of money. He's a millionaire, but he just doesn't want to, obviously, part himself from any of his millions of dollars. But anyways, so the kids, the four kids, well, I guess two of the kids are teenagers, and they're kind of given the opportunity to uh, go to this rich school that the, the villain owns because of his false, I guess, his fake charity. And so the brother's also given a job at the cafe there, the eldest brother. So the story kind of starts when the son of the villain... Daruk falls in love with the oldest girl, SCA. And, like, obviously they don't know that, like, his dad killed her parents. And, like, so they're going to this rich school now. And then the villain's daughter falls in love with the eldest brother. And um, so they kind of have, like, this thing going on. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, it's great. (laughs) And then we also have, like, a psycho, like, which is the main guy. Not main guy, but, like, Daruk, his friend. He's, like, a legit psycho, like. He enjoys just, like, ruining people 
um, but tell me how he also falls in love with like their cousin, the sibling's cousin, <laughs> and like like they're so cute. Like for me, they kind of stole the show because he's so psychotic, and like she also kind of is, but not really. But like they kind of have like this like push and pull type of game, and like but he is making it known he loves her, but he's still a psycho, and I love it. So, yeah, everyone has a ship in this show. Can't wait for season two. Lots of psychos in this episode, I have to say. Lots of psychos. I know. I feel like this title, like, the, sh- the title of this episode should be, like, Psycho, Psychos, and more psychos. <laughs> it probably will. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I just love that everyone is falling in love with everyone in between these two families. It's like, what about the rest right? of the world? <laughs> no, and, like, I'm kind of intrigued because the way the finale ended is like he the son is slowly starting to figure out his dad's evil and like it ends pretty awful like the siblings are all separated in season one finale and like he kind of has the means to put them all together again but if he wants to turn his father in so that's where the season ends interesting so yeah i recommend this show if you guys want to watch turkish show with me well i mean (laughs) if you love turkish shows and you're not following seth on twitter i don't i don't know what you're doing with your life because that's the place where you should go because she's literally tweeting about turkish shows 24 7 all the time i feel like i know about turkish shows just through her twitter like i don't i don't even watch them and i feel like i've seen them all (laughs) right right no see i'm not even turkish i don't even speak turkish says the person who literally uh... pronounced the name of the show and i was like huh (laughs) (laughs) what what like they say it all the time but yeah no honestly it's just like Turkish shows just for me personally they hit that emotion that like American shows kind of moved away from or like English speaking shows kind of moved away from and like yes the episodes are quite longer but I feel like the emotion like the writing really just like hits you and just finds a way into like your brain and like you just can't let it go your bones yeah your bones yes yep yep all right all right so the last book on my list is called The Queer Principles of Kit Webb by Kat Sebastian. <gasps> and I've been looking at this. this the cover is so cute. Um, yeah, this is a MM historical romance set in 1750. So not only is it my first MM historical romance, which I know, shocker, how has this not happened before? But also 1750 is not a time period that I read about very often. So, you know, we got the wigs, we got the powder, we got the heeled shoes oh, for that men. time. You know, yeah, it's that time. Um, very fun. So, story is you have Kit Webb, who is a retired highwayman who decided to retire from his life of crime after he got hurt. And his friend died um, on their last, like, mission, I guess you could say. Um, So he now owns a coffee shop, which used to work as, like, a front for his criminal business. But um, he's now, you know, fully just using it as a coffee house. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have Percy, who Percy is a nobleman who um, just learned, um, or I, I guess started receiving threats from an unknown person who claims that his father was already married to another woman who is still alive at the time when he married Percy's mother, meaning that Percy is now illegitimate. And his father is now remarried to, because uh, Percy's mother died, and uh, the father is now remarried to Percy's uh, childhood friend. So, her marriage is also now, uh, you know, on the line, and she has a child with the the father, and that child, the niece, Percy's niece, he's he wants to protect her. So mm-hmm. their thing is like they know that the, his father has this book, his this secret book where he keeps everything that's like you know secretive, and yeah. he's like we have to get this book because. He, they know they have to expose the father at some point, but they're like, we're going to do it on our terms or else we are going to be ruined. We're going to lose all money and stuff. So they're like, we're going to use this book. We're going to steal it and use it as leverage against the father so that he gives us at least some money that we can go and live in the countryside and live out the rest of their, our, our days, you know, fairly 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Percy's like, all right, I'll ask this guy, Kit Webb, because there's like songs written about him. Like he's supposed to be this great highwayman, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, I'll ha- ask him. And Kit Webb is like, actually, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to teach you how to do it yourself, how to steal it. Yeah. And so from there, they have this like blooming friendship, then romance. They're really cute together. I did the audiobook for this one and the audiobook was really good. And um, I, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say that this was like very like eat the rich energy and I would agree that it's very eat the rich energy. Yeah. So if if you want to read about that, then this is your book. It's a a fun adventure. Is it considered young adult or adult? No, 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 no. No, it's adult. There's sex in this book. No, I did read um, Unmasked by the Marquess. Oh, yeah. By her, by um, Cat Sebastian. And it was... um, I don't remember now. I think it was the one of the main characters is non-binary or like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They prefer mm-hmm. to um, dress more masculine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that story. And I wanted to read more of the author. I just never got around to it. Yeah, no, she's good. I'll definitely be checking out some of her other books. Yeah. All right, us. All right. Um, so my next book is... Is another stalker romance. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a bit darker um brother's best friend romance oh so it's twisted love by anna i'm probably gonna butcher her last name hong i'm sorry so it's a brother's best friend romance it has to do with uh alex volkov he's russian and then there's ava chen so basically it has to do with the brother i forgot his name the brother's going away he's moving across the country and he asks his best friend Alex to watch over the sister um he will be watching over her indeed yeah and he's like very cold he's a little mean grumpy and she's like the definition of like sunshine and another grumpy sunshine so the brother asks Alex to watch over the sister while he's away so Alex is kind of like I kind of don't want the responsibility but fuck it um he ends up moving into the brother's house, and which is right next door to her house, so they're neighbors. Her and her friends. I already love where this is going. Yeah, so her and her friends. There's like a great group of friends. They kind of come up with like the idea of kind of like getting him to like crack, in a way. So they kind of they want to see him smile and like laugh and what makes him cry. So they come up with the plan to kind of you know do all that. So basically he's, so she has trauma, like childhood trauma that, that happened. And like, she's kind of, uh, tries to get over that. Um, and he has trauma as well, where he wants revenge for, I don't want to say too much. Uh, some stuff happened when he was a kid too, and he wants revenge. So that's basically like most of the book, him trying to do that, get his revenge while trying to take care of her and like not fall in love. It's, it's the type of trope where... If you touch her, I'll kill you, type of thing. Oh, um, where he, and then it's like where he hates everyone except her, and it's kind of like a morality mm. chain type of thing, type mm-hmm. of situation. Nice. nice. It's really good. I really loved it. This was my first book by this author. Adding another one to my list. Like, what is it's this? Not a, it's not a standalone though, right? It's a standalone. Um, oh. It's a series. It's going to be a series of standalones. So oh, each okay. friend, from the looks of it, each friend is going to get a book. Oh, okay, okay. So each of her girlfriends. Question. I have a question. So do you girls prefer um, best friend's brother or brother's best friend? Well, the thing is, I don't like either of those tropes, but oh, that sounded interesting, that book. I would say brother's best friend. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it depends. Depends, because I read a, it. It depends, because this this type of uh, trope, it's not really my cup of tea. But it depends mm-hmm. on how it's done. Because I read a couple yeah. of brother's best friend and then best friend's brother, and I have like favorites. Mm-hmm. But I guess okay. it just depends how it's written. And this one yeah. worked because it was a little bit darker than your usual contemporary setting of a brother's best friend. But were the themes darker in this book than you would say? Like, do you think it's on par with like? A lot of the mafia books you read. Kind of close, I guess. Okay, so it is a darker book. It's a darker book, um, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's, like, 
dark, dark. And it's like a little bit suspenseful. Like there's mystery trying to figure okay. out like, like what's going on, who to trust. I love how S has had the psycho psycho. She had the sweet psycho. And now she has the best friend psycho. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> psychos abound Covering again. all the psychos possible. All the psychos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seth had murderous psycho. So there you go. <laughs> and I mean, I guess we have a, a type. Yeah. I have a type for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like owning up to it. I love it. You know, as just own up to it. So before we go into our honorable mentions, we just wanted to mention, I guess, an honorable mention before the honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to talk, briefly talk about Viper by Naomi Lucas, which we were supposed to read for the podcast. It didn't, you know, uh, turn out that way. Uh, but with, we still wanted to mention it for research purposes because, you know, it's, um, a book about a snake humanoid man. And so, you know, how we take, um, our anatomy research very seriously here on the podcast do you want to like do a short blurb i mean so basically it was about um this is like years and years and years into the future um aliens have already made contact with humans they said aliens destroyed earth as a whole humans were forced to leave and move and create colonies elsewhere but now they're facing a new enemy and they need technology um from the aliens that drove them off earth so some of the humans returned back to earth after now it is habitable again um them not really recognizing or realizing that there's already life on their alien life um and they've claimed that they've been there forever like they've never they've always lived there apparently um we just never saw them um, anyways, so our main man, Vriksha, ends up seeing the main girl, um... Uh, Daisy? No. No, that's the other girl. Gemma. 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 Yeah, so he ends up see- seeing Gemma, um, as his mate. He sees her and sees her hair, that it's the same color of his scales, and he just needs to have her. So the, um, serpent alien men decide to uh, trade some of their technology that the aliens have left and they've made use of um, for the women. So they get two women, um, and whoever can claim them first get the women. Um, So Vruksha already, uh, he kind of cheated, took Gemma away from other serpent guys, but he just knows that's his mate. Um, So things happen, and Gemma just decides to stay with him um, in hopes to find the technology um, because what they gave the humans wasn't enough. And so, uh, yeah, they end up forming a bond there. Um, it was kind of a forceful bond. She never yeah. wanted it. Yeah, so so fair warning. I did. I was looking through the reviews and I saw that even readers of Naomi Lucas, like readers that have read her other books, were kind of a little taken aback by Ruxia's forcefulness in some of the stuff he does and says yeah um so if that's not your thing uh, this is not for you uh but if you want like a really i mean i guess psychotic uh viper we seriously have a brand today (laughs) we do uh like really um obsessive possessive uh, um alpha controlling man uh so what you're saying is i'm gonna love it (laughs) Yeah. I guess yeah. So. that's what we're saying. Um also if you're interested in tail play oh, and tail like play, yes. serious yeah. mm-hmm. finger fucking. Oh yeah. So full transparency. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what we're all about here on Romance and the Monsters. The reason Sorry, I totally like it just so what the reason in there why we um read this book to begin with is because we heard that there is nodding, which you know us, we cannot deny ourselves. Yeah, we cannot not read about the knots. Did it deliver, though, in the knots? Well, that's the question that I was going to ask, Seth. How did you feel about this knot? Or did you not like it? I did not like the knots. Not that (laughs) I'm just like all these knots. It's making my tongue turn into a knot. Um, Anyways, (laughs) um, I thought it it wasn't really a knot. It was just like a swollen part of his dick. That he forced into her that she didn't want. Well, yeah. Okay. So, uh, anatomy lesson, everyone. Um, yeah. Essentially, how it looks is that you have a regular looking peen, except that the middle part is like engorged in semen. Yeah. It's like really swollen. When he releases it, it goes away. But then if he doesn't, like if there's too much backup, 
you know, if there's too much backed up in there. uh, In the pipe? Yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger in the middle part of it. Um, But really, the the, the dick is not what we were here for. The the tail really delivered. It's it's the The tail. The tail play delivered for me. And the tail delivered on the sweetness and it delivered on the smuttiness. Um, I will say, when I remember in the chat, I was like, girls, I don't know if I could do this. For me, it was when he started um, giving himself you know, a hand job, like, you know, in the oh. force, like, he literally couldn't handle himself, and he, like, fell back on his back, and, like, was legit, like, going to town on his own schlong, and, um, I was like, ew, this creep, and she's just like, what the heck is going on, and she's what? like, what am I supposed to do? I was done. I was like, this is weird. I literally wrote in my notes, is this the equivalent of, or, like, the snake equivalent of a dick pic? Like, he's literally forcing her to see it. Yeah! <laughs> He's like, this is what you're missing out on. I'm like, yeah, boy, Raksha, this this didn't work a thousand years in the past. It, it ain't working a thousand years in the no. future. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will say I did enjoy some aspects oh, of yeah. the world building, though. I thought that was like it was done well. Yeah, I think for me, it's like the story wasn't the story for me. And I don't think that the characters were the characters for me, but I really liked the idea behind it and i do think that for that reason i'm probably going to try out the other books in the series just because there are one or two other characters like other snakes that i'm like interested in and i want to see how are they different you know anatomy wise i'm um i'm curious (laughs) to see daisy and the king cobra's relationship yeah and and the the death adder hello yeah i want his book yeah um anyway i'll be reading more yeah yeah, I have a I have a question. So when you say that his dick is engorged in the mm-hmm. middle, mm-hmm. do you want me to draw you a diagram? I can pull up the whiteboard. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> okay, but, but okay. So it's engorged. So when he comes, does it deflate? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It's like it's just it it builds up in there, and then if he releases it, then it goes down. But then it builds up again if he's like aroused so anyway that was that um so if that sounds like something interesting uh then go ahead and read it moving on to honorable mentions do you guys have any i mean i have two but they're more like they're not really books okay i have one i can do i can do my two together because they're kind of okay go ahead go yeah all right so for my honorable mentions this is more sweet reads they're very sweet so they didn't make it onto the list (laughs) They weren't psycho enough yeah, for you. Yeah, they weren't psycho enough for me. So I read, I listened to both of these on audio. Um, they were really good. It's Marriage for One by Ella Mays. And oh. then The the Soulmate Equation by Christina, Christina Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh, you read that. Yeah, I did the audio on it. And it was it was really good. It was a quick read. Um, it was very sweet. And just something that I like. I didn't know I needed at the time. Mm. Um it was really good. So I recommend those two if you're like... So uh, Marriage for One is kind of like a, an arranged marriage type of frimpy sunshine. Yeah. Um, a bit of a slow burn. <laughs> wait. And then... Wait. Marriage for One is a little psycho too. I'm Like well, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like a little bit. I read yeah. that book. I really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. There's that one. And then the soulmate equation, it's about a single mom. There's forced dating. And forced just dating? Like, forced dating, yeah. And it kind of has like a, it has nerdy vibes. Uh, Ooh. It's really good. It's kind of like a, like a very like, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's like a mellow read, something that you just kind of, if you want to escape like the craziness or, you know. Yeah. It's that type of read. It's really good. That's good. Sometimes you need a stress-free read. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check that one out. It's been on, like, I kind of, it's been on my radar, mm-hmm. the soulmate equation, and I've been hearing great things, so I might read that soon. Clearly, I'm reading everything soon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good enough. Fast forward to, like, a couple weeks from now in our next Catch Up and Chill, and she will not have read any of these books. <laughs> yeah. I always say that. I know, I know. I mean, that's all of us. All right. All right, go ahead, Seth. All right, so my two things are a show and a movie. I'll just talk about them really quickly. Um, so Lucifer uh, released their second part of season five. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not familiar with that story, it's more or less uh, he's gen- he's legit Satan um, who took a break from hell and ends up on Earth to become a consultant for the LAPD. And um, only because he meets Chloe Decker, who uh, he kind of has this bond with that he can't explain. 
um, and he kind of wants to explore that. So he becomes her consultant and only goes on cases with her because she's a detective. Um, feelings are developed, and then in this season, um, he's unable to say he loves her, despite her always oh. saying that she loves him. Um, and he doesn't feel worthy of Chloe at all in her love and believes that if he becomes a new god, he will finally deserve her. And, like, that's the whole premise of, like, this season. Um, so, yeah, I just recommend it, like, for all the monster lovers out there. And while Lucifer is hilarious, like, I can't stop laughing during that show and he's just a funny character, he's also a very tortured soul in need of love. Mm. And we all know we love those over here. Um, so, yeah, that one. And also, my movie recommendation I have is In the Heights, uh, which literally just came out. Um, it's an adaptation of a play that was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So if you're familiar with him, you know about Hamilton. Um, and I personally thought this was a really, really good film, like really well done. The music was beautiful. Um, it's a story about um, a borough in New York where they're all immigrants or children of immigrants. And like the whole story is about them trying to find their place in the world and like try to fulfill their dreams um small thing about this one there's a big controversy going around right now about colorism Mm -hmm. and how it didn't represent any afro-latinos um and while this film was made by minorities um for a sect of minorities um it wasn't able to represent a big chunk of latino people and like it's it's been a big problem right now so just a warning if that's something that you're concerned about I kind of watched it before this controversy was out so I was able to like watch it and enjoy it (laughs) for what it was um and obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda the writer of it apologized profusely and like he said that he wrote the story because he never saw anyone like him on tv or like on Broadway and he just wanted to see himself finally on something um but he kind of omitted the other side of Latino people as well but more or less it was a good summer film (laughs) no it just goes to show that like representation is some is something that everyone needs to work on and like everyone needs to yeah creatives everywhere need to keep asking themselves like am I truly representing everyone and also am I representing them correctly um yeah you know whether you're white or not like this is this these are questions that you should ask yourself so yeah yeah so those are my recommendations all right last one well i guess my only honorable mention um <laughs> is something that Seth and i watched together Ooh. and it is i am dragon I, I don't know who produced or directed it unfortunately uh it's a Russian movie, so we watched it in Russian with um, the captions. Um, and essentially, it's every romance novel you've ever read. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, the story is that um, you have, and please help me out here, Seth, if you want to yes. jump in, because Seth had already seen it, uh, but it, you know, it was years ago. Um, so, the story is that you have this, like, I'm guessing Russian-esque village. And anyway, they have this like tradition where they send a bride or like they help me out here because I feel like you're going to do a better job of explaining what the story is. (laughs) Okay, so basically um, in the past it was uh, they would put women in boats and um, sing a song that calls the dragons because they needed to give um, human or women sacrifices to these dragons in order to protect their village. so this was maybe like a hundred years ago. Um, and then one bride that was taken, her, she had fallen in love with her groom-to-be. <clears throat> and um, the groom-to-be was able to find the island and kill the dragon. And they thought, no more dragons. So what happens is, flash forward, I guess, a hundred years. And the grandson of the dragon killer um, is getting married. And they decide to honor his grandfather by singing the dragon song again as the bride is going into the water and it calls the last dragon. Do, do, do. So then she's taken away by the dragon to the dragon island and she meets this um, man who's called Armand and um, slowly discovers that Armand is actually the dragon. And um, her name is Mia, by the way. <laughs> we didn't say that. 
Um, and yeah, they just, they slowly fall in love on this island. Um, obviously it's sort of like a curse to him, like being a dragon. So he's got work to do on that front, like realizing that it's not a curse. Um, but yeah. And, and I will say, I really appreciated that more or less the dragon and the men were separate and that made it angsty because... Yeah. The dragon kind of acts on its own, and the dragon is kind of violent, whereas the, Armand is, like, he doesn't want to hurt her. You know what I mean? So it's, like, he's fighting mm-hmm. against his beast side because he knows that he can't control the beast side of himself when he's, you know, a yeah. dragon. Anyways, um, it had some funny moments, <laughs> but... but overall, I really enjoyed Folk it. music by the water? Yeah, that whole sequence, funny as hell. Um, but with like indie music, like guitar and stuff, <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Overall, like I just kept saying, Seth, this is like every dragon romance or every like type, yeah. like this type of, we've read this a million times before. And I was like, this was made into a movie that's not half bad. It was really good. This is why it's so important to watch stuff that's not western media because you will find out there what you're looking for that western media will never give you because i agree so i really enjoyed it and thanks seth for making me watch no problem (laughs) it was good and like it's funny because like a few days later i ended up rewatching with my mom what really (laughs) because like i was talking about she's like oh she's like you know, I think I read a book that sounds like this. And then she ends up, she's like, yeah, let's just watch it. And so, like, we ended up watching it again, like, a few days after. I just, I think the movie was just really well done. And, like, the chemistry was really amazing between the leads. Um, the story and, like, the conflict, I think, was really well done. And, like, the cinematography was beautiful. So, like, if any of that appeals to you, don't let the language barrier stop you. I mean, honestly, reading captions, like, you read books anyways. Um, so True that. What's some subtitles? All right. Are we done? I think we're done. We're done with the psychos. We're done with the monsters. We're done with the snake you looking like aliens. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you added a couple books to your TBR. If you did, hope you enjoyed them. Uh, please feel free to reach out. If you read any of these books, feel free to reach out online. Yeah, let I want to know what any of you think. Yeah. Or if you start your first Turkish show, let me know. Go yeah. find Seth on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on social media. Um, on Instagram, we are Romancing the Monsters Podcast. On Twitter, it's The RTM Pod. And on TikTok, it's Romancing the Monsters Pod. You can also email us at romancingthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at I was going to fucking say, but this book, what the hell is it with me every what? goddamn week wanting to say? <laughs> you the just don't want your online. own user. <laughs> Do yeah. I want to be someone else so much? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at foes and lovers. Jeez. There you go. You can find me as on both Twitter and Instagram at but this book. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Crows with Wolves. And that's it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.